0: Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. Friends, So good to be back with you today. I have to say this has been a tough few months, which is why I took a break from walk it out. Although it has been an honor to care for my grandma. I've had to cut back on almost everything, but I'm excited to be starting up my podcast again. For those of you who may not be aware, my grandma fell and broke her back last fall. And I've been caring for her 24-7 pretty much. Just like getting up in the middle of the night, all those fun things. Until recently when I started getting more help in my home. Can you say hallelujah about that? Well, we thought grandma was doing better. She's up and around. She's so happy and perky, not really complaining about pain, but we just found out after her checkup that her back is not getting better. Her back isn't healing as it should, and so she's going to be having surgery next week, which your prayers for Grandma Dolores are really appreciated. What you may not know is that my grandma has lived with our family for 18 years. It's amazing that really she's done so well. We've never had a lot of health issues, which has just all been to the glory of God. And I truly think having the kids around has really kept her young. After the fall, we chose to keep my grandma home rather than putting her in a nursing home because I really felt it's important for her to be surrounded by my family. But also... Um, it's also important for my kids to see that they can make a difference in someone else's life. Like I mentioned before, that my grandma really perks up when they're around and they've learned to, my kids have learned how to love and serve an elderly person. They sit with her, they watch movies with her, they take her snacks, they talk with her. We've gathered and prayed for her. And through this trial, my kids have grown to be even more compassionate young people. Even when they're older, I know my kids will remember the season when they cared for someone that they loved. And how many kids really had a chance to be around their great grandmother so much? I think it's just an awesome privilege that we've been given. And I truly believe this is important for my kids' lives. This is one reason why I love homeschooling, education, and life skills are much more than just the books. It's all about how we live and how we serve others. In this case, this has included them chatting with my grandmother, helping her to smile even when she's not feeling well. Now, for today's podcast, I'm talking about this idea about discipleship with today's guest. Leslie Nunnery is the co-founder of Teach Them Diligently Convention, along with her husband, David. There are six Teach Them Diligently Conventions nationwide, with up to 10,000 attending per event. God has given Leslie a strong burden to minister to Christian families to help support, encourage, and equip them to disciple their children, protect their marriages, and serve God in all the ways he has planned for them. Leslie will tell you a little bit more about herself in a minute, including she'll be talking and sharing about her kids. We both have a senior this year. We're going to talk about that. But I have to jump in and mention how much I love the Teach Them Diligently conventions. I spoke to one just last week. I was in Nashville, and I was honored to present five workshops to thousands of people. But my favorite part is connecting with other families who are diligently raising their kids. They want to be teachers. They want to be um, just leaders who their kids will follow along after. Right now, I'm listening to an audiobook called Sitting at the Feet of a Rabbi by Anne Spangler. And this book is talks about what discipleship was really like in Jesus's day. Um, a disciple was one who walked with, sat with, ate with followed their rabbi step by step. A disciple showed uh, that he was serious by shadowing his teacher day and night. Not only did a disciple learn how to uh, follow their teacher and how to know what their teacher knew, but they lived how their teacher lived. And this describes homeschooling perfectly. As Anne Spangler writes in this book, God's goal isn't simply to fill the world with people who believe the right things. It is to fill the world with people who shine with the brilliance of Christ. And as you hear from our conversation, this is what Leslie believes teaching our kids diligently is all about. And even if you don't homeschool, I know you'll enjoy our conversation because all of us are influencers in one way or another. More than that, all of us are influenced. To quote Ann Spangler again, none of us is so mature that we cannot be influenced. The question is who or what? we want to shape our lives. Enjoy my conversation with Leslie. Well, Leslie, it's so great to have you here. Can you just start by just telling my listeners a little bit about yourself and your family? My name is Leslie Nunnery, and
1: I am mom to four. My oldest is a senior this year, so we are looking graduation down the nose, and I've got a whole lot of emotions going with that. Um, Surprisingly, though, most of them are Are positive. There's that sadness is is not is way overwhelmed by the positive. Um, But then I have three others that are 16, 14, and 11. Uh, We live in Greenville, South Carolina, so I get to enjoy a beautiful South Carolina life here. And several years ago, the Lord called our family to start an event called Teach Them Diligently, which is uh, designed for Christian families to help them learn to homeschool
0: and uh, parent their children God's way. That is awesome, and then I know you have a new book out too. So, uh, what's the t- the title? It sounds it's f- kind of familiar compared to the conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know,
1: last year Master Books actually approached me about writing a book on Christian parenting, and uh, as we kind of worked through it, the title ended up being "Teach Them Diligently," uh, with a subtitle of "Raising Children of Promise." And it was so exciting to see how the Lord led through that and just the study and, and find out how much he does have to say throughout his word about how to parent. Um, it's not a mystery as I think some of us want to to think that it is.
0: Oh, I love that. Now I have a senior too, so this will be my fourth one. I'm graduating, but it's my first adopted child, and we just adopted her in 2006. So I'm kind of like, no, wait, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for her to go off. She's only been in our house for two and a half years. So yeah, the whole mix of emotions over here too.
1: Yeah, it's it's been wild. In fact, you know, last year as I was kind of looking way ahead to graduation, it just broke my heart, and I thought so much about. My mom has always told me that that I shouldn't borrow trouble, that God gives you the grace for each stage as you get to it. And I've seen that play out so, so clearly with this situation, because as I looked ahead, like when he was a junior and thought, oh, my time is so short, it was the saddest, most frantic thing. Mm. But now I see him developing and growing into this amazing young man, and it just seems so perfect, to be ready to send him out and give him his wings. And you just see God bring everything together that you've worked for all these years. And so I've told my mom so many times, you were so right. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> Again, mom, was, mom knew what she was talking about.
0: I love that. I tell my kids, moms are always right. So <laughs> even as adults, we're starting to realize that too. Yep. And you
1: may not recognize it right away, but you will.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I want to start. um, First, just tell me a little bit about your homeschooling journey, maybe how you get started, and then how has that changed through the years? Well, we actually
1: got started um, eight, nine years ago. Our children were in a Christian school. It was a great school. Um, We had no complaints whatsoever, but the Lord started really laying on our hearts that our time was short and that if we were called primarily to disciple and prepare them for life, that we wanted to take every opportunity that we possibly could. And homeschooling seemed to be a natural fit for that. Um, As he would have it, once we took that step and decided to pull them out and start homeschooling, that same year, so the end of our first year of homeschooling, God called David to go full-time into uh, leading a mission board that he had been leading for several years on a volunteer part-time basis. And we just felt like we couldn't move it forward without actually taking the lead, going full-time. So we did that at the end of our first year of homeschooling. But in addition to that, we needed to find a way to support our family. And and again, as God would have it, at the end of our first year, uh, he called us to start Teach Them Diligently, which is a homeschool convention. So we started knowing nothing really about what we were doing or who the players were or anything. We were just uh, really stepping out in obedience to God's call in that. And the way that He has worked through Teach Them Diligently and thus through our obedience to His call to homeschooling when He did has been astonishing and has fundamentally changed our family and by His grace affected thousands of others. So you know that call to homeschooling has proven to be a
0: pretty big deal in our family. I love it. And you know what I love? Um, so we've been homeschooling. Uh, see, my oldest is 20. I have to do some math there. So I've been homeschooling for 23 years. And at first, you know, it was all about the curriculum and getting the right thing. And I think the more I've gone along and written books, I realized that whatever God calls us to as parents, um, my husband does computers, I write books, we travel when I research. I thought for, for many years, I'm, um, I'm taking away things from my kids. So, when I'm sitting down to write, I'm taking away things from my kids. Um, I volunteered at the pregnancy center. I thought, my poor children, I'm dragging them along. Um, but what I've seen is that God uses those opportunities of service and of working for Him to help me disciple my kids. And I have been witness to you and your kids at the Teach Them Diligently conferences and just seen what servant hearts they have. Um, they come around and they say, can we help you? And they serve the vendors there. And I think I just love how God was able to use you know your desire to disciple your kids and use this conference and then um, all that he's doing through that to make that real and to make that happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a joy. It and and like you said, so many, Satan wants to give us moms a lot of guilt uh, about things that we're doing and ways that we're serving. And yes, we have to be mindful that we are not stepping out of what God has for us and doing too much so that you know we're we're overdone. I did a I did a, a video on over needed where we're just pulled in too many directions. Um but but God really, truly has used the opportunities that he's given us, both through the mission board and through Teach Them Diligently, to, to really shape the young men and women that our children are turning out to be. And it is all praise to him, everything that, that they have gotten to experience, which is tremendous. I mean, they've been on mission trips around the world. They've, they've gotten to serve on site and meet thousands of families and really just things that most kids are not privileged to do. Um, but, but they've been able to do it just locking arms with us so that they see that this isn't mom and dad's ministry. This isn't somebody else's ministry. This is what God has called all of us to do. And they're seeing up close and personal that you put feet to, to the love that you have in your heart. You actually show people that you want to serve them and show them God's love. And um, it's, it's, been, it's just a great joy. It's a great, great joy to see what God has done.
0: So you know, God has been working for many years through the conferences and through the mission board and and homeschooling. How were you able to kind of take what He's taught you and and put those words down into a book?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that that is strictly a
1: miracle. Um, when, when Master Books contacted me, I my first thought was, "Why me?" Um, I felt completely unworthy and unprepared. Um, and then it was, "How on earth could I possibly find time?" Um, but, but because God is good and because he always equips you to do what he calls you to do, I was able to write the book really, really quickly. Um, I, I studied for a couple of months and then, but I only had maybe three or four days where David just kind of sent me off. I sat in my parents' basement quietly and, and just wrote the words on paper. Um, but, but through the study, It was amazing the way that God brought together so many little things that he has put in our lives through the years, little lessons that we've learned or things that I've studied or things that people have said. And he just wove them together into this tapestry that became this book. Um, And and to me, it was very, very clear that it did not, it, it was not from me. This really, truly is a compilation of things that God has been showing us. For many, many years, as we've parented our own children, talked to people who are wiser than us, and just dug deep into His Word to find out what He has to say about parenting.
0: Okay, so what are some of those things? Um, What encouragement can you give to those listening that maybe think, okay, I have a Bible. It's been sitting on my shelf. I I get it out and read it sometimes. Sometimes I like to read a psalm to (laughs) encourage me, but how in the world do I know how to disciple my kids? Through God's word, what do you have to share with parents? Well, you know, it was it was really interesting
1: to me. The first thing that, I, as I saw this theme running through Scripture, God spends a lot of time talking to parents about their personal relationship with Him. So, if if I am not right with God, if I don't know Him deeply and know Him well, I can't pass that on to my children. So, the very first thing that I would encourage you is get to know God well, get into His Word, find out who He is. You know, if one of the things that I did when I was a teenager, someone encouraged me to do, and I've actually done it several times since, is just read through the Psalms, looking for who God is, and writing a biography of God, and and just deeply getting to know Him. That was so helpful for me. Um, but then one thing that was really really encouraging to me is I had produced several years ago for myself this this list of verses that I was praying for my children, and um, what I realized is that's. Those verses, the things that I really wanted to see in them has fundamentally shaped how I parent. It it really is like God's parenting life for me. You know, I want them to come to know the scriptures at a young age. Therefore, I spent a lot of time teaching them scriptures. I wanted them to not let bitterness build up inside of them. And therefore, I, I dealt with things at the root level and I tried to help them learn to forgive and to be kind to people and so on. And, um, you know, I, their friends, the Bible has a lot to say about their friends, and I prayed much for their friends. well, as a consequence of that, I got to know the people that they knew. I spend a lot of time with their friends, and you know I'm able to direct them by building a relationship both with them and their friends that you know i can I can help them make sure that they're forming friendships that glorify God as well so um you know that was that was just a huge encouragement to me is things that I never looked at as actually parenting, um, missions really were, these were things that I was praying, but they fundamentally affected the way that I dealt with my children. Um, just because I was focused on them through prayer.
0: I love that. It's like you were setting your intentions through prayer. Um, and then God's word was leading you. And I love that so much. You know, when we, um, sat down and talked about adopting, you know, John and I were saying, you know, we just want to, teach children about Christ and give them that opportunity to be raised in a Christian home. And, you know, we don't need any scholars here. We don't need any doctors or lawyers. I mean, if we can have children who know Christ and um, have that hope of eternity and can be functioning members of society, we're good. And I think that even impacts so much my homeschool. I'll spend a couple hours reading missionary stories and reading the Bible. And yes, we just do the math and history and science and all the good stuff too, but my focus. I mean, I love that. Once you have intention and once you have your focus, it leads everything. And we realize that this is the stuff that matters most um, in light of eternity with our kids.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And, you know, I think a lot of times we don't recognize the power of what we're doing in the moment. And then we kind of look in our rearview mirror a little bit and we see how God has worked through these seemingly insignificant, just day in, day out faithfulness. Um, but they mean an awful lot to our parenting efforts and they they really impact our children profoundly. So just being faithful day in and day out will bear so much fruit, even in things that you would never think would, would be important.
0: Hmm. So when you're sitting down and you're pouring through your life, pouring through the scriptures, what was one thing, maybe one scripture or one experience that God took you through that really just resonated with you as you wrote the book?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually one of the things that I didn't see coming was a detour that I took one morning. Um, I don't, I have no idea how I even got there, other than the Lord just kind of led me on a detour. Um, but I, I read through Second Timothy, and as I read through it, and I saw. Paul's concern for Timothy. There's actually this thread that runs through that book that's almost like a checklist of how you know these discipleships, how uh, your discipleship efforts are working, how you know that your children are kind of getting it. Um, and as I as I worked through that and studied it and looked up all the words and you know tried to make sure what I was seeing was actually what was there, the Lord just encouraged my heart so much because. At, at the stages where my children are at the different ages, I can clearly see these things that Paul was looking for in Timothy. Now, there are some things that they're not mature enough for yet, but but it was very interesting to me to see this maturity that he talked about and and at the different stages how you can actually see this fruit in your children and and be encouraged that that God is actually at work that this is taking root in their own heart. And I think for me personally and and I've talked to many who feel the same way, there is this this fear that we're going to lose our children. You know, the statistics are so terrible about children walking away from the the faith when they get older. Um, and, and so seeing very concretely different things that you can be looking for and just rejoicing as you see that maturity and that spiritual growth in your children was a, a great blessing to me. And I hope and pray it will be a great blessing to many who will see that in their own children.
0: Yeah, and I think that just going back to that daily faithfulness, you know, I think we get so worried and we want, you know, for homeschooling or for not, I mean, we just feel like, oh, there's all these things I have to do and I don't have enough time. And, um, but just that daily small faithfulness of, of serving our kids, of pouring into them, of teaching them God's word, it does add up into time. And pretty soon they are mature in small ways. We're like, where did that come from? You know, it's so amazing to see. I totally agree. Um, and
1: then all of a sudden you start seeing stuff come together and just weaving this amazing young man or amazing young lady that you really see the growth in and you see the potential in and all the things that you are seeing little bits and pieces of start coming together. And it's so exciting as a parent to be, to have a front row seat
0: to see that growth. Yes. And it's been so fun now that I have three adult children just to see how they are serving God in their unique ways um, and how God is using them and, and, I think one thing that has surprised me, uh, actually, it's a double-sided thing, is how hard life is sometimes. They've had to face some really hard stuff, not even out of their own choices, but just hard stuff in life. But that the other side of that, when those hard things come, that really just gives them the chance to draw closer to God and let His character shine through them. And as I've launched three kids into the world it's been harder than I thought just because life is hard. But it's also been so amazing to see that they are serving God. It's like this is um, God's plan for us to teach them and train them and then send them out and see them discipling and serving other people. It's, it's been amazing. And um, it gives me hope for the kids that I saw in school. It gives hope for all the other you know parents of young kids saying, just keep it up. I mean, don't get discouraged. Um, even though there will be challenges, we've had teens that have some challenging times, we can get past them and uh, just see that they can grow into amazing men and women. So I have that benefit of, the, of three already launched. That's so like, okay, it can work. They can turn out to be lovers of God and to be out in the world. I know um, you have a missionary heart. One of my daughters is a missionary in Europe. And it's just like, it's hard, but it's wonderful at the same time to see them doing um, what God has called them to do.
1: Yeah, amen. And you know, it's so it's so helpful for for those of us that aren't at the same stage. You know, I am now just reaching adulthood with my oldest. Um but to be able to talk to, you know, mentors and and people that have gone before and then also to be able to kind of reach down and and encourage those who are coming behind, it is just a great blessing to be a part of of the body of Christ and to function that way.
0: Right. So knowing what you know now and being on this side of it with a little bit older kids, what would you tell yourself if you could go back, you know, 10 years to your younger self, what would you tell yourself um, just about raising kids or about discipleship?
1: Not to get caught up in things that don't matter. You know, even though I would have been the first to preach um, that you don't, you don't parent for what other people can see, you know, you're not, you're, you're not just wanting to check boxes and make sure that they're all prim and proper and doing the, you know, acting the way that everyone would expect. You want to go for the heart. That would have been the, what I would have said always. However, I think that as I look back, I still got way too concerned about wadding at things that were just the leaves of and, and missing the root problems for a little while. And so I would just tell myself to 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 go deep, to really look, know their hearts and and know them so well, spending the time laughing and joking and breaking down walls and making sure that there is there are short accounts between us so that that our relationship is is very authentic and very deep so that we can deal with things at the heart level instead of just swatting at, at the fruit that other people can see.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I think there are those things maybe when they're younger, um, we could say, Ooh, that's an issue, but you know, we'll discipline this way or we'll give this consequence without going to the heart. And I've seen it with my own kids, those things can grow and become bigger challenges as they grow older. So definitely, you know, going to the heart and, um, and really focusing on what's the root problem here. I think that's great because um, it does get so easy to get busy with life and to just focus on the outward appearance. And yes, we need to have manners <laughs> at Chick-fil-A or whatever, you know, instead of really focusing on what's going on inside our kids. And I think that is so important.
1: Right. And, you know, it's, it's much easier to just deal with what you can see. Um, that's, that's pretty cut and dried. You know, um, but but to invest the time and the work in going deeper is it pays off just greatly as the kids get older and they're more complex. There's there's very little black and white with a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year old, you know, whereas most things are black and white with a two, three, four, five year old. Um, so you've got to just learn to kind of grow with your children too, um, and recognize that some of the ways that you parent when they're younger it has to be adapted as they grow up because I want my kids to know why they can or cannot do something, not just that they can or cannot do it. Because I want them to be able to self-regulate as they get older and leave our home um, because they have the foundation of the biblical reason for why we do what we do.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think so many kids get into college and mom and dad isn't there to give them all the direction and (laughs) tell them what to do and what not to do. And they often don't have the moral reasoning behind their actions. And, um, you know, I've seen that happen, you know, many times in people that I know The the kids just, just make wrong choices. And I think that isn't so important in part, the why behind it. Um, that's such a good part when it comes to discipling our kids. Now, when you um, are sitting down with the book, do what do you hope for? This book is getting ready to launch into the world. What do you hope for people to take away from it?
1: Hope for one thing. I hope that that moms and dads will read this and, and see that there is a lot of hope that the, the you know I, the statistics, all of these things that we hear so often doesn't have to be true in our own families, that God has given us everything that we need and that he promises to perfect that which he starts. Now, you know, I, I, I note in the book, we live in a fallen world and we act like fallen people. And, you know, I can't guarantee that all of our children will always make the right choices, but I do believe that it is God's plan that they will. And I do believe that he has, he has laid out for us a, a path that will set them set them going in the right direction. Um, you know, one of the things is I was looking at the the verse in Proverbs that says, train up a child in the way you should go. That that training up kind of has the idea of of setting stakes in the ground and, and directing. You know, I kind of envision a plant where you're you're putting this this young sapling in the ground and you put stakes around it to direct the way that it's going to grow. And that's really what we parents are privileged to do. We are privileged to set those stakes in the ground and set their Their direction. And I just, my prayer is that there will be a great amount of hope and really empowering knowing that this is not something that is left to chance, but rather God has given us a great deal of information and helps and, and, you know, um, just ways that we can parent His way. It's, It's not a mystery.
0: Yeah. And it is, goes back to that intention and that diligence of we need to know what direction we want the plant to grow. <laughs> we need to we need to be able to guide it in certain ways. And another um, example that I often use when I talk is the, the word architect was those who designed arches. And, you know, this is in Rome and the Colosseums, they would design the arches and they would have to design it ahead of time and figure out how they're going to build these great walls with the arches. Um, but the one thing that they did, the architects would have to stand under their arches when they pulled out all the supports, and then it either stood or it didn't. <laughs> and so you could, you could be sure they were diligent um, when they stood under there because their work was going to crush them. And you know we have to be diligent of making those plans and and designing. Um, not exactly, you know, our kids aren't going to follow our exact plans, but just with the the spiritual training, design what. We want to do and how we're going to put there, and then when when the supports are pulled, when the parents are out of the picture, are our kids going to crumble or are they going to stand? Um, and there is a ripple effect; you know, all, the whole family is impacted when the kids um, do make wrong choices. And so, just knowing where we're headed, we have to know where we're headed, how we're going to build um, on God's word, and where we're going to go really makes a huge difference with our kids.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fantastic illustration.
0: So tell us a little bit about the conference. I know the conference season is just getting started. I'm excited. I'll be in Nashville and I'll be in Rogers. Um, and I believe my whole family will be with me in both places. Um, I was just going to take them to Nashville. And then they're begging me to go to Rogers too. So I'm trying to work that out. I'm like, guys, it'll be this kind of the same thing. And they're like, no, we want to go. So I'll, I'll probably have both. All my family at both places. Um, But for those who aren't familiar, maybe with the homeschool conference, what can they expect from a Teach Them Diligently conference?
1: Well, Teach Them Diligently um, really is based around the idea that discipleship is our most important mission. And really, home education is a fantastic tool for that. But it's not really an end in and of itself as a Christian parent. There has to be bigger goals than just reaching their head. We have to reach their heart as well. So you're going to find all the nuts and bolts of homeschooling represented very, very well. You're going to have um, workshops that will help you with every subject, organization, anything that you can think of that has to do with home education, it will be represented there. And there is a vendor hall just chock full of resources that you can thoroughly enjoy walking around and, and looking at. But beyond that, we also focus a lot on the chips that... If those are not tended well, your homeschool is not going to be as successful. So if your marriage is not tended, if you are not learning how to parent and getting the encouragement and the resources that you need to do it God's way, your homeschool is going to fail. If you know your relationships with others, uh, we have um, times for ladies to get together, times for men to get together, just really to, to encourage one another and to shore up those foundational relationships. Um, and then everything, it is our prayer anyway, that everything throughout the weekend just points you to Christ. And um, many have, have left and we've gotten just countless emails and, and phone calls talking about how it really felt like revival, which has been our prayer all along, is that you will lead, teach them diligently with your heart revived, encouraged, ready to go out. And just this this year, our theme is live boldly. So ready to go out and live boldly, pursuing the call that God has on your life. and. So that's that's what our prayer is that you will get from a Teach Them Diligently conference.
0: Yeah, and the speakers are just so wonderful. I know Heidi St. John is gonna be um, there this year and, and so many other great speakers. And I love, even though I'm a speaker, I love slipping in and, <laughs> and listening to some of the sessions because even though I've been homeschooling so long, I am so encouraged. And everyone, you know, God speaks to them in new ways, and I just love hearing how God's speaking to them and using them. And um, I always take something away from my own homeschool. And then the vendor hall, (laughs) I always tell myself, I do not need anything else. Um, we had a therapist, we have a couple kids in speech therapy and occupational therapy, and they come to our home and my homeschool is in my dining room and there's just bookshelves everywhere. And she's like, you have enough curriculum for three schools. And I'm like, this is not counting what's in the garage. (laughs) I mean, it's just, you know, I, I just love it. But I always, always find something in the vendor hall, even though I say I'm not going to come home with anything. Yeah, it's very dangerous for me because I go to all six events. And so <laughs> I,
1: of, like, I have to pace myself so that I don't, you know, spend all my money at every single one of them. Because there's so much great stuff to see and new vendors at each one. And so it's really fun. Um, another thing that's that's just a blessing to my heart is we have a lot of people who will call in and they have graduated their last child. You know, they, they're done with their official homeschooling journey, but they just want to come to encourage younger moms and to talk with them. And so at every event, there are a number of veteran retired homeschool moms that are there for the exclusive purpose of hanging out and just kind of being on the lookout for someone who looks lost are weary, and just putting their arm around them and lifting them up, and that's not anything that we envisioned. We didn't put out a call for that. That's God at work, and it is a phenomenal thing to to sit back and see what He's doing.
0: Yeah, and I found that too. Even on the vendor floor um, with the vendors, you know, there's people asking questions. It's it's not like everyone's there just trying to push the curriculum, but people are really there just to encourage and talk to people. And you know, when someone comes up and says what complete curriculum can I get for my (laughs) three-year-old like well let's talk a little bit about this Uh, you really don't need that you know I just it's not always selling uh, what I'm trying to say that we just want to hope and encourage and get some books and snuggle and (laughs) play with play-doh you know it's just so fun because I know I remember being that younger mom so stressed about wanting to get everything right um so it is great to have some of those older moms that can give encouragement of what's really needed uh, when they homeschool their kids. Exactly,
1: exactly. The heart of service in the vendor hall is is a pretty spectacular thing because you'll find it at almost every booth. Is people that are just truly willing to sit and talk to you and answer your questions and encourage you, and then be honest you know, I've had a lot of them that have told me that their curriculum probably isn't the best thing for me. Um, and that, that takes guts. That's someone who really wants the best for me. And, and I'm very grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I love that. So what is your hope as you're looking into the future for your family, for the conferences, uh, for the books and writing? What do you have planned? Or what do you hope God will do in the future?
1: That's something I've thought an awful lot about lately, um, because it—I I don't know if it's just the the finality of our first one reaching graduation and kind of looking down. We've got three that will be graduating in the next two or three years, and um, it feels like we're kind of standing at the edge of something that God is about to do. Um, everything, both David and I, have kind of sensed this. There's there's a shift coming of some sort, um, and so. My hope and prayer is that we'll be ready and that we'll be obedient. Um, there is there is an opportunity for me to write more. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the next book will be yet. I haven't. I, I joke with with the publisher that you know, right in the springtime while I'm doing teach them diligently is not the time to ask me that. <laughs> yes, my, my brain ability right now is stretched to its limits. Um, but but God has been so good to give us a platform. We didn't seek that out. That is not something that we ever had in mind. And yet God has allowed us to do that. He's allowed us to start a membership site where I record videos every week and we get together virtually once a month. And, and, um, you know, that kind of thing where I can just encourage young moms. And actually there are some older moms in there that when we have our virtual meetups, you know, a, a mom of nine that has adult children I defer to her on questions a lot of times because she's in there to serve these younger moms. And so just that God is opening a lot of doors that we didn't see coming and it's exciting and it's a, a little scary just because you feel vulner, vulnerable. I feel vulnerable. Um, I want to serve well um, and I want to make sure that everything that I am doing personally is giving the right opinion of Christ. So there is a great responsibility in that. Um but I am very excited to see what the next few years hold because my, my gut tells me that there's something on the horizon that's very, very exciting.
0: Mm, I love that. And I, I totally agree that, that God's, that's what God's spirit does. You know, when we walk in obedience with him and we seek to know his word and to share his word and to share his truth with others. I was just reading in um, Psalm 119 this morning, and one of the verses talks about you take me to a spacious place. And I find that so much, I mean, we're both at home with our kids, teaching them, <laughs> I mean, reading the Bibles. We're, you know, in the world's eyes, we're just at home. But God takes us to these spacious places where we could impact our kids and impact the world. And I think when we continue to walk it out and continue to take these steps of faith, he continues to open the door. And pretty soon we look around and it's, it's bigger, um, not just in numbers, but bigger and deeper spiritually than we ever imagined. And I love how he does that when we're faithful to him. And I think that's so important. So many times we get caught up in thinking it's just a daily thing. It's just the dailiness of this little stuff But he's, he's there saying, I have so much planned for you. Just take these steps of faith. So I love that he's stirring that within you. I always feel that too. Like, okay, what's next? God, (laughs) I can feel something's coming. And so it's so exciting to see that he is so diligent about just, just being there and leading us into these spacious places. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, Leslie, I can't wait. I'll be seeing you soon at the conferences. Um, but where can maybe people find more information about you, about the conferences and about your book? Well,
1: you can go to teach them diligently.net
0: to learn about the conferences.
1: We have a blog there where you can read a lot of what's going on. There's a lot of encouragement. Um, you can also through teach them diligently not, .net, learn about our membership site and all kinds of stuff as far as ministries that we have going on um and then the book will be available it, through Amazon, CBD, Masterbooks and and a lot of different places again it's just called teach them diligently um and i would i would love for you to check it out i'd love to hear what god does through it um or any feedback that you may have
0: Wonderful. And I can't wait to see what your next book is going to (laughs) be. Maybe it will come to you at one of the conferences. You never know.
1: (laughs) Well, may it'll probably
0: come through a conversation with somebody quite honestly. I love that. Well, Leslie, thank you so much um, for being here. and I look forward to seeing you and David and the kids soon. Thank you. I do too. Wow. Wasn't that interview with Leslie great? Her passion for God's word for her kids and for inspiring others shines through for sure. I just love how much Leslie cares about guiding and training up children to be shining examples of God's glory. I know the ripple effect of Leslie's words and her work are greatly impacting God's kingdom. And I also know that the ripple effect of your words, your work will do the same. If you're interested in being encouraged and inspired to be a disciple and to teach your kids to do the same and follow Christ, you can be sure to find out more about these conferences And about Leslie at teachthemdiligently.net. Leslie's book, also titled Teach Them Diligently, is available on Amazon and numerous other online retailers. And while you're out there looking for it, also be sure to look for my book, Walk It Out, The Radical Result of Living God's Word One Step at a Time. This book shares my story of the amazing and radical and crazy and overwhelming and wonderful i could use all the words for this things that can happen when we dare to read the bible and take steps of faith here is what one amazon reviewer named chris had to say about the book i was hooked on this book even from the introduction one of my favorite quotes from the book was in chapter one god intended for us to do what the bible says take the gospel into all the worlds, care for the vulnerable help the needy tend to our most important relationships These are guideposts that point us down the path of true and eternal life. Are you ready to walk it out? There you go. The first two books you can add to your reading list. We've already figured it out for you. Teach them diligently and walk it out. As always, all the links for this information will be in the show notes. Just go to walkitoutpodcast.com. Now, today's Walk It Out verse goes with this concept of being trained, being discipled. Luke six forty says a disciple is not greater than his teacher but everyone when fully trained will be like his teacher. My prayer for you today and my prayer for me is that we may walk worthy of the calling of Christ stepping out in faith and walking in humility and becoming like our teacher because we have others who are watching and following many times within our own home. As always you can find more information about me on my website which is just Trishergoyer.com. And I know you can always find me on any social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just search under Trisha Goyer, Tricia's T-R-I-C-I-A, Goyer is G-O-Y-E-R. Finally, friends, I'd really appreciate it if you tell your friends about this podcast and encourage them to listen. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by my book, Walk It Out, published by David C. Cook. David C. Cook is a nonprofit publisher spreading God's word in over 100 countries. Thank you for tuning in, and I pray that this week you will be blessed. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music.